0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat
0: Sleep Suplex Retweet.
2: Don't you know things can change? Things will go your way if you can just hold on for one more day. Can you <laughs> hold on for one more day? And That's the philosophy of us here at Saturday Live, that It's not one more day, it's one more week. Because if we can hold on to the result we've currently got for one more week, then none of us will be relegated. And one of us may actually be the winner of season six of the draft. You know... Not touch wood and all that. I'm Scott McLeod, bringing you the penultimate episode of Saturday Night Live for this season, as next uh, week will be basically the go-home episode before Survivor's Age, which is the big finale of the season. And after Survivor's we'll have a fallout, and then right into season seven, no messing about. And I welcome my regular co-host, David Topney and Jack Graham. Gentlemen, how are you feeling? Season six nearly over.
0: Almost there, almost there. But you know what? Surprises me even more, Scott, is the fact you're you're old enough to know who Wilson Phillips is.
2: I, I don't know. I don't know who Wilson Phillips is. I just know the song. Like I've been those songs, and half the time I forget who who sung them.
0: Well, I'm the oldest of the three of us, so if anything, I should be the one who'd be doing that quote. But you know, I'll not hold it against you.
2: For a second, <laughs> I thought. But then I thought, is Wilson Phillips not a baddie from Daredevil? And I thought, not Wilson and Fisk. Yeah.
0: That's him <laughs> You know you're Marvel too. That's, that's I'll give you another another prop for that.
2: Yeah, I, I am a massive nerd. People should know that about me. But I
1: don't <laughs> know if that was condescending or not, Dave. I was like, oh wow, well, you know you're Marvel. Well done. No, no,
0: no <laughs> this is coming from a Mar- this is coming from a Marvel fan myself.
2: <laughs> but uh, Jack, as I said, currently you've got the result you're probably hoping for. But uh, are you confident you can hold on to that for one more week?
1: Yes, yes, sir yes, I can boogie, I can boogie all night long indeed. You know, it's been a, a great week for, for Scotland and myself. You know, we've we're thrown to the Euros, I'm i top of the table, Drew an unexpected appearance in SmackDown who's absolutely proved dividends for me for where we are, and there's potential that I can now I, I can win this full hang and it's going to, I think it's gonna go right down to Edwire and I can't wait to be crowned
2: the ESSR Draft Season Six champion. Could this be the year of Ayrshire's uh, two favourite sons triumphing, you know, Jack with the draft, Drew with the uh, the tale. We both know which one's more important of the two. <laughs> you know, I don't want any jinx to much going into uh, next week. You, you know, everything, anything can change with the draft. And we'll jump right in to the top three. And uh, was, oh, I'm very happy about number three with 17 points. Is my captain Hikaru Shida, after a successful retention against Nyla Rose at uh, Full Gear, God, like as soon as she retained, I said to Ross, "I was watching the show. Was like I couldn't give a fuck about the rest of this card, <laughs> by the way. Like I didn't care about the sweep. I just cared about the fact that you know this is the one match that draft wise could have affected me. So I'm happy. And what's, what's unfortunate is that now she's got. Overall she's my best player with fifty one points overall. And like I don't think she'll be on the go home dynamite before the end of the season, like doing anything significant, which is a shame because she's so close to cracking into the top ten overall of the season with Keith Lee and A. J. Styles uh, both being at fifty six points. I think if she'd been my captain from the off, she would have just made it into the top ten overall. But uh, I think this is Hopefully, giving helping to give me the gap I need to stay out of relegation for now.
0: I think you know the the big win for Hikaru Shida was was exactly what you needed in particular, Scott. Because if she hadn't won, you'd probably have been stuck in relegation zone, and so this was a a must win for you to stay out of that, that zone. And she's uh, she's done she's done bits for you, but I don't think there was ever any doubt that Hikaru Shida was going to retain. Because you know we've said I'm going to sound like a broken record, but we've said multiple times that the AEW women's division's not been that great and Hikaru Shida's basically carrying it on her own. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah and I think we've, we've mentioned about how the poor state of the AEW women's division I think people may want to bear that in mind going forward if they're going to pick somebody from the AEW women's division going forward how confident they are and how they'll be booked regularly and with uh and then third off chance, you know, that they randomly have like Brett Baker win the title next week, which I hope which I don't think they would do, but on the off chance that that does have a thing I should also it should hopefully be like okay, because, like she's my captain, she's still a champion. Uh, you know, but if, if she did randomly just lose the bell next week right as the, the season's about to end, you know, I probably would never pick an AEW pick ever again. <laughs>
1: it's it's kinda of the only play you had really was to make your captain of Karashida and it's it, it's worked out for you. Obviously we we'd we'd hope that the gap would be bigger and we kinda hope as a team that a Karashida gets a bit ten appearances on Dynamite come Wednesday so we can we hope and pray but I definitely think that you're you're doing as much and as best as you can to try and stay away from that relegation spot. And you <laughs> know what, I, I commend you for it, Scott.
2: I mean, even if she just shows up and gets a win on this week's Dark, like, I'm not asking for much, just something, you know? And I think part of, me, part of me is actually thinking maybe I should have just made her my captain from the offset because, like, yeah, Brody Lee got a couple of like TNT title defences on TV before losing it back to Cody, but he did lose that eight-man tag at All Out, which none of us thought what was going to happen. And on that same show, did beat Rosa, so that would have been another big pay-per-view title retention uh, and she could have been in the top ten overall, but you know, we can't we can't get bogged down. have, would have should have, but uh, yeah, like your main competitor in the draft, uh, Daniel Campbell, uh, one of his best performers, John Moxley, also retained at full gear, and I think he made an appearance on uh, Dynamite, and he's now in with nineteen points overall. Uh, I think this is a big win. This is what Daniel needed. Like so close to the end of the season, with Moxley retaining over Kingston, Weave. Said both here, I do central. It looked like Kingston could actually win the title.
1: Yeah, this is one that I was probably shocked about considering that we we obviously do sweeps. I was absolutely horrendously wrong when near enough every decision that was made regarding the titles. I, I genuinely thought Kingston was going to win this and they'd have Paige win the eliminator tournament. Hang, but colour me stupid, as apparently I always am. But <laughs> I, it's it's it's, uh, it's good for Daniel. It's gotten the points as needed. Obviously, he was maybe hoping for a bit more of John Moxley coming dynamite, but it's it's keeping him in a good position. But is it is Moxley going to carry him to win the draft? Considering at the end of Survivor Series, and he may be a bit weaker on that front. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I mean it was a must win for Daniel as well because if he had lost this match, you know I think he would have fallen behind. You, Jack, in the table, so this win from moxley you know it 's enough to keep Daniel in the game, uh, but as you mentioned, I think the only major representation he has left is Survivor Series, but he does have Kevin Owens who's a part of Team SmackDown, and he 's also got the street profits who are going up against the new day, so you never know he might just pull it off at the at the last minute mm-hmm. I
2: said that we talked about this with Daniel when he appeared for SDL50 that his two big like chances to help take this home would be with Moxley retaining and the Street Profits getting on in at Survivor Series. I think of the two, the one to most be worried about was Moxley potentially losing because uh, that would have been a big loss for him. But, you know, I think he can still come out with a better result even if it doesn't manage to knock him over into the top position uh, if the Street Profits get all in. So I think Daniels would still be very much rooting for the Street Profits come Survivor Series. Uh, and, Jack, uh, somebody who's been a big player on Raw, but randomly appeared on SmackDown. He'll give uh, some extra points, and coming at number one with 22 points overall. I think it's been a while since he's been number one in the top three. Drew McIntyre, uh, your former captain, I believe. Oh, nope, he's, he's, nope, he's, he's current captain. captain. Caught captain. Caught oh, sorry, I, I, like I thought you switched it to FDI. I forgot it was the other way around. But yeah, your current uh, captain, making a surprise appearance on uh on so that doing in an unsanctioned match against Of all people. Yeah,
1: it was. It was weird. Obviously, on on Raw originally, it was just even met being a scheduled appearance with eh, a moment of bliss, and that got next, and we were going to have this six man tag match. With drew a New Day against Orton, and I can't even mind who Orton was with. Doesn't doesn't really matter. Doesn't doesn't affect me. But I think I think Drew lost that, but he made like many appearances throughout. And then all of a sudden, he's he's appeared on SmackDown. That's it completely always like benefits me so much because I I've, I've never had any SmackDown representation during this, and he's appeared for some reason. Not not that I'm complaining. Obviously got the eh, an appearance point in the opening segment with Roman and so. Then he obviously won the the match again, unsanctioned match. So I got have a lot of six points. So that's that eight points has arguably got me to where I'm in the position just now. Do I think that obviously, obviously it's a big big night on Monday for myself as well? We've got Drew coming up against Orton. Do I think that this maybe plays bearing into what might happen in Survivor Series potentially? I don't like to have Drew appear and not have that in your head because I've, I've said many a times I can't see a Survivor Series that Drew isn't involved in. So um, I'm, I'm very
2: optimistic with how this may go. Yeah. It's weird because like, Daniel, I think, would have maintained the number one position in large part thanks to Moxley's victory at full gear. And I think this is what's not too just a bit over him. Uh, something we should talk, think about is uh, Drew does have a match with Orton on Raw this week for the title. Mm. Uh, what are we thinking going here? Because like, is it, all, is it too optimistic to think Drew would win the title back so soon? Soon, because like you know, it seems weird that Randy and Roman would face each other. So I they don't heel v heel. But then, like it would make Randy's title and at heel himself kind of pointless. And uh, you know, it is a fight again between my two Saturday Draft Live co-hosts.
0: Uh, it's a difficult one to call because you know, do they want a face v heel uh, dynamic, or are they just going to continue with Orton and Reigns? Because I can actually see. Roman, you know, coming out, maybe spearing Orton, costing Drew the match, but uh, it also hy- hypes the feud for Orton and uh, Reigns, but also late planting the seeds for a future feud between Drew and Roman. So I think that's kind of what they were going for, because I don't think they're, they'd try and rush it so soon. Uh, this confrontation between Drew and Roman, like, just immediately with one week before Survivor Series, I think they could possibly be saving it for a future show, but whether that's going to be the case, I'm not sure. It's, you see, this is what I like about it. It's so unpredictable. It could go so many different ways. But I'm hoping Orton retains the title because I need captaincy points to boost me up.
1: Oh, fuck you, Dave. I think Drew is winning this. Uh, regarding this Universal Championship versus WWE Championship at Survivor Series, there's been literally no build for that between Randy Orton and Roman Reigns. There's been absolutely nothing. The main story has obviously been... Roman and his whole Hank and you've got The Fiend, Randy and Drew on Raw. This is the first instance of anything between the top two title belts come Survivor Series and it's got Drew involved. And I think, as I've said before, the Undertaker's appearing on Survivor Series. If there's anyone to kind of have at least something with Undertaker, I do think it's Randy. I don't think there can be anyone else. And I also do believe they're going to still try and get it. Randy up to that position to overtake Ric Flair as the amount of champions, championship for a world title. So I, I, I can see it happening. But I can also, I don't know, I, I will Ms. Cash in as well? As there's, there's, like you said, Dave, there's so many ways this can go. But I, I do feel optimistic about it going in my favour.
2: I mean, you do want to finish big like at the end of the season, and you can't really get bigger than a big title match. Uh, win at the end of in the last week of the season, and yeah, like we still need to think of like the wild card being Miz kind of lingering about with that that briefcase. I I do see your point that like there has been literally no build between Orton and Orton and Drew, Orton and uh, Roman, and that's why part of me thinks like please don't make that the main event of the show because like I'm sure they'll do their best to put on a good match, but like it'll be hard to get invested in a main event that literally you have not built to at all. Which makes me I think, but maybe this thing which raise me, making you think that they're going to twist the title on, on Monday. Uh, but I, I, I doubt that they'll. I doubt that they will. That's a shame, Scott. That's a shame. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just calling it like I see it, man. But <laughs> the, uh, the top eleven of the season, uh, a man who's been in last place for almost the entire season. Uh, but he's cracked triple digits, though. He's finishing with triple digits. He's got 116 points you got David Campbell at 10th place, 131. I am in ninth, 148 and a half. I think, well, I didn't have anybody really appear on Smackdown. We were right up here in a .com exclusive thing after Morgan's win, but his captain, Seth Rollins, lost to Rey Mysterio. So I think I helped keep the gap wide enough, and I think I need to keep this as much distance here as I can to avoid relegation. Uh, number 8 was Dean Wilson, 155.5 points. I'm pretty sure, I think he's safe unless his last week is a disaster so, which I don't think it can be that bad. Uh, Gary is in 7th with 178.5. 179 on half a point ahead of him is Ross in 6. Alan, 193.5 points. He could definitely bump up to at least 3rd if um, Miz cashes in that briefcase on Raw. Uh, Ryan is just up above him, 114. 194 and a half points, 207 points as uh, uh, David Hockney in number three, mm-hmm. uh, could bump up into second by next, uh, before Survivor Series if one retains. Mm-hmm. Daniel Campbell, 217. And just ahead of him, Jack Graham, 223 points. Now, not, not a big gap between four and uh, three, but then the fact that everybody in the top three is on 200 or so points. I think it's a clear sign that uh, it was maybe a three-horse race kind of to go into the last stretch of this last week of the, mm-hmm. the
0: draft. See, this is again right. where this, this is where the possibility of a failed cash-in could help me immensely. Because if like, say, for example, like this is the scenario that was playing in my head just there. Uh, Orton versus Drew happens on Raw. Roman comes out, spears Orton to hype Survivor, hype for Survivor series, Drew gets pissed off. Uh, loses by DQ, so that's a, still a retention. Miz comes out against a Orton, you know, tries to cash in. Randy Orton, RK out of nowhere, one, two, three, two title wins one night for, for my captain. Like, I think that's best case scenario when it comes to you know, trying to get up to first place in my instance.
2: You see, usually if you didn't have Orton in your team, you just kind of look at that as a, a kind of a weird booking decision, but it's, it's weird how you let certain things slide when someone's in your drafting, because, like, yeah, usually I'd be like everybody else, one of the Charlotte players on every show. But when she's your captain, I let that go. And this week on Dynamite, usually I'd be like, Sean Spears shouldn't be beating people like Scorpio Sky with his weird loaded glove. But, you hmm. know, he's on, my, he's on my team. He's And he's not even my worst performer now after that one on Dynamite. So, again, Ruby Wright's currently my worst performer.
1: I think that.
2: Yeah. I would,
1: I would even be surprised say if Roman like spear Drew like I, like going that way I could go either way and then like mm-hmm. Drew obviously Drew will get me a title punch but he doesn't win the belt obviously because mm-hmm. he's won the, the match so it, yeah. it makes sense for Drew being angry in that way as well there is, there is literally so many ways you can go that you can still get the field cash in after that as I said it's mo- Monday's going to prove absolutely key but I believe that I've got the biggest week coming up on the road to Series also he's also got Mickey James. Ah, right, right, she's dead and gone. Mm-hmm. Right, thank you. You gave me seven points. Arguably, that seven points has got me into first place. If you, if you think about it, if I didn't have them, where would I be? Uh, Drew the title match, potentially going to win that. I'm hoping, obviously, MGF, and then I start going off to Vegas for a for a good for a good time. I'm hoping that gets spread out across multiple segments, and that gets me some points. FTR may make an appearance back. Adam Cole may make an appearance back as well we never know this whole Pat McAfee thing that's going on but I've also got Rhea Ripley up for the NXT Women's Championship against Steven Zeo Shirai
2: mm.
1: so if I win that
0: yeah you almost, for, you almost forget that Rhea Ripley was a part of Jack's team and she's got a title match this week so you never know Jack could very well sneak in another title win you know when we're too busy looking at Orton and Drew
2: yeah, I mean, you look at that. You uh, sure? I correct me if I'm wrong. Is Stephen's uh, captain? No, his captain's D J Styles. All right, never mind then. I felt like, I, like I said, like if Stephen, or way Stephen could kind potentially even be at risk of relegation as if he has a disastrous kind of week in the final late like, week of the draft. I think part of it could be losing Eo losing that title, especially if she was his captain. But still, her losing a big uh, title match on TV and you know, other like days to go in the season it's definitely not like what he needs at this point and then like say if AJ lost on Ron and somehow got like first eliminated at Survivor Series that would because like he's already lost his tie team like really early on in the season but I think Steven at this stage, even with Io losing is probably safe
0: from allegations mm, I'll tell you what though speaking of being a team member down uh, you think it's an appropriate time to mention the GOAT David Campbell is now a team member down
2: I think uh, it would be weird if we didn't mention it because, like, Selena Vega uh, was released last night by WWE, uh, really out of the blue for a lot of us. Uh, some people are saying it's because of that tweet she made about unionising, and then the fact that, you know, they were cra- cracking down on, like, third party like things like Twitch and Cameo. They never say anything about OnlyFans, but it's probably a matter of time, and then Selena Vega started one. Like, it could be. I, I'm not sure everything. We don't know the full details right now, but yeah, I was I was certain that even though she'd lost a few qualifiers, uh, she would eventually get into Team SmackDown, like Women's Team. And I think the fact that Chelsea Green randomly showed up on SmackDown out of the blue to be part of that four-way, um, I have a feeling in my head it could be I could be wrong, but maybe she was just randomly showed up because she had to be a last-minute replacement for Zelina. Yeah, she. And then, so there's a potential person who could have been on Survivor Series that uh, David's lost out on and like again like even though it keeps going back between me and him to see who will join Grant in relegation this is not the time you want to lose people and like injuries one thing but now this, like, I don't think we ever had someone's team member get released during the season you No know, I think this is a first
0: you know somebody's been released during a season
1: uh, it's, it's very interesting even in Grant's side as well because it came out after that that Alistair Black asked to go back to NXT and it wasn't allowed and apparently this thing with Zelina's been brewing over for a wee while so could there be spite in that sense for why he's hardly appeared on TV in the past few weeks it's it's an absolute shit situation and I feel for uh, Zelina in that because you know they are independent contractors at the end of the day so why can't they do what they want outside their company but that's Vince
2: for you mhm uh, so, Tom, keep me on David's uh, team for a minute. I'll just see what's going to happen with him, with Seth Rollins. Because Seth Rollins like, has been doing very well smart in Smadden the last couple of weeks. You know, that captaincy and all that is adding like, extra points. But he was in the top three like last week. Seth lost this week to Ray. And uh, from everything I'm hearing, like, we're all thinking, like, when's Seth going to take time off? Because we know that he's going uh, to give birth very soon. And the word at the moment is that it's going to happen after Survivor Series, so like, obviously on SmackDown it seems like the Ray Material feed has now finally been put to rest. Ray's beating them and that's it. It's over now, hopefully. Like, instead Seth is going to be parsing SmackDown Survivor Series. Do we see, like, Seth potentially getting like eliminated early in a way that kind of writes them off TV for however long he needs to be out for? Mm, I think
0: that's probably the only way they can do it. Uh... Because you know he, he, we can't forget. You know he's still part of the Survivor Series team, uh, but there's still one spot need to be filled, isn't there? So I think it's. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me if he was actually the first to go, and then he just leaves out of embarrassment.
2: Mm. Yeah, it would be interesting. we be fitting that he leaves now because, like, his whole Messiah thing started after Survivor Series last year, because like he comes out the Raw after and just criticises all of Rollins and you all sucked last night and that set him on the road to becoming the Messiah so it wouldn't actually be too bad if he left and Like, and the reason I brought this up is of him getting written out because obviously we know the r- rumour is he's going away now and also like I think what David Campbell really needs more than anything is a strong Seth Rollins performance but I don't mm-hmm. know how, how, he- how strongly Seth would be booked in that match if he's then going away and if he's on the team with Ray, who he just lost to and has been in this big rivalry with.
1: It's, yeah, I guess it's, it's also I also think we're all happy that this rivalry between Rollins and Mysterio is now hopefully
2: dead. But, eh... Uh, should have ended up fucking payback, never mind, <laughs> two, weeks, two weeks before the virus Series. It's just, it's, um
1: it will be interesting to see Ron's performance in Survivor Series. I think it's, I think it's safe to say that we all think it's, this is the time. Obviously, Becky's due giving birth anytime soon, and whatnot, and the time will be going away. So he obviously he won't. I don't think he will be a contender next season unless Ryan Gallagher is stupid enough to draft someone that's not appeared for a wee while. But we'll <laughs> we'll see what happens.
0: You know, that's a fun fact. Actually, Ryan is now the only person with a team member to still have zero points on their team.
2: Telling you, fucking night after Survivor Series on like Raw, Charlotte Flair shows up. Or <laughs> like, like any point in that week after Survivor Series, because that, that one week afterwards, like we're making our selections and that, so obviously no points are available. So the Raw, the Smackdown after, after Survivor Series, she's showing up, I tell you. I'm saying it now, but... Uh, I, I think when... I think when uh, it was first announced that Becky was pregnant, I think the story was she was due in December. So, honestly, I think it would make sense that now Seth would be going away, which means I would take him out of Season 7. I think I would probably rule him out of Season 8 as well, potentially. So, like, So, I don't think he'd be back until like, after Mania at the earliest. Because like, we know the stories of Vince wanting Becky back for Mania, but that's not going to be possible. And... Uh, it's interesting because, like Seth, along with Bailey, I think they two have been two of the top like, overall scores in the history of the draft. You know, not so much Bailey this season, but you know, Seth is still a, a strong performer. And again, that's a, a heavy hitter, kind of taken out of like the running for the next two seasons. Yeah, I think I mean, that see see some of the
1: boys. I was actually looking at this uh, earlier on. when me get the let me get the body the bloody tab up that Steven's made for this for this thing uh, i see. obviously Gary's drafted the heart Business mm-hmm. and uh, their tag teams are amazing but see the points that Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander has got individually themselves huge Shelton Benjamin's on 60 Cedric Alexander's in 51 do, do not discount them or even Bobby Lashley their MVP like Drafting them as singles competitors as well out with the tag heart business thing, what an absolute shout that can be for next season.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Like, you know, because obviously only two members of the heart business have been drafted this season and they've proven themselves to be one of the top scorers as a tag team. Can you imagine what it'd be like if, um, you know, people draft those two, like, drafted all four of those guys individually? But you know, I think Gary played a blinder by picking two at once as his tag team because he took away some of the the downsides of Bobby Lashley being the United States champion at the same time. So even if he lost the title, he wouldn't be damaged for it because it would only affect it doesn't affect him as a tag team. So I think mm-hmm. the heart Business would definitely be top scorers uh, in future seasons, depending on how you draft them. You know, you could have uh, if you select two of them as a tag team and then maybe one as a single star. Uh, you know, it could still you could still have, still have a very competitive season.
2: Yeah, because like, they tend to all four of them appear together pretty much every time they, they show up on TV. So like, I think Cedric and Shelton, in particular, as a tag team, could actually be a hell of a shout because, you know, the teases over the last week or so has been that they two are going after the new day for the Raw Tag Team titles. And also, I think New Day will carry the Raw Tag Titles and it's a very series, but I think following that, like mostly like season 7 the main feud for the Raw tag titles is going be between Shelton and Cedric challenging the New Day because really they're the only tag team that Raw has left to challenge the New Day and I think they're in with a shout of one in it so you know there's a, a dark horse like tag team pick there even and it's funny because like when we were all like why which members of the Hurt Bus are you picking and we said you're picking like MVP and Shelton or something like that because we all thought Lashley's definitely a singles pick he's a US champion and Guy, yeah, he was very dismissive of of and Benjamin as a pick.
0: Yeah. I think we all were to be honest.
2: Yeah, and how, how still we were, I mean, there's always that there seems to be that pick every couple of seasons, like, you know, we had Apollo Crews in season five, we had basically like, the heart business here. Like people wonder like, what the hell are you doing with this ther And then he was like, You look where they're where they are now 'cause like heart business like one point away from being the top pick of the season overall one point behind Asuka Uh, like overall and like Seth like this is obviously not his his biggest points scoring season like he's in in 64 he's like uh, 8th overall in the the top 10 of the season Whereas usually I think he'd be higher but again still a strong performance season that's what I was meaning earlier on but about you know him not being part of the season and you still have Bailey Uh, I don't know where she goes after like losing the raw the Smackdown Women's Day I think maybe she'll do you think do you think she'll maybe join Team Smackdown?
1: Every chance. Every yeah. chance. Now that they can't have Zelina involved in some way, you know what I mean? It's uh, they're, they're a bit strapped for options unless they put Carmella in, but every chance Carmella costs Sasha Banks a loss next Sunday against Asuka, which could prove Alan dividends after how she's been booked recently.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. And um, The main reason I say about uh, Bailey because we seem to be building to see Natalia getting that final spot because she keeps getting in qualifiers and losing and then eventually she'll have, have like one last shot and then get in even though I don't give a fuck about Natalia but <laughs> like you know, Bailey for the same reasons Drew should be part of Team Raw is the same reason Bailey should be on the SmackDown Women's team she's basically carried the brand, the division like for a year and so like she should be part of the team and like either way it's still again no no point for uh, dear Campbell on that front and if Bailey and Sasha are in different segments because they are his tag team mm-hmm. but you know in a way what David wanted was like for new like picks to kind of be top scores and people not to rely on Bailey and Sasha and well I think Gary is benefiting from that most because again I don't think the heart business would be as high as they are right now if again Bailey and Sasha were taking out the ring so quickly yeah uh, I think Bobby actually Would have been in like 82 points
1: So he would have been Quite a good Place getter But uh, Obviously Folk would have Went for Sasha And Bailey first And who knows where in all. But if, if that If they two picks Never happened For tag teams Goodness knows How this table Would look right now You know what I mean That'd be I could they Closer than even What I just now
2: Yes I don't think Bailey was even On Smackdown last night And like I wouldn't blame her If she did take A wee bit of time off no, after she, did, like, she, year she did uh, long. She did distract Sasha Banks when, before Carmella attacked her. All right. So like I say, like, I hope, as I say, I hope she doesn't end up taking time off as well because again, like I said, that would be like two major point scores out of the running. But I have a feeling Bayley will be back somehow for season seven. Uh, she'll be here and will always be here for you every Saturday uh, for Saturday Draft Live here on Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat on all good Android podcast and sites like Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to follow us on Twitter, at Superlight Retreat on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for all the updates of shows going out, like episodes of Sad Drive Live or feature shows. Our next week's feature show, we're going to try and figure out why every girl can't be more like Alexa Bliss. And Mm -hmm. I think the week following that, we'll have a Survivor Series review on everything that happened. And we've got episodes of East Meets West. An episode of that should be going out tomorrow, our next episode and so much more. We've got the YouTube channel, Book It. The first episode of that, myself, going up against track in the first round, is up now. Uh, the, sun, the Sunday, the Sunday of Survivor Series. You can pass it down before Survivor Series by checking out Another Battle for Supremacy as I host Quiz Showdown 5. The quiz powers explode as my two uh, Saturday Night Live co-hosts and Grant McRobbie all vie to be to dethrone Ross McLeod as Quiz Showdown champion it's going to be a hell of a time, let me tell you. Oh yeah, definitely check
0: it out when it comes out, because it is a, it is a fun show.
2: I will uh, win. I will win. <laughs> well, that tough love I distributed a few weeks ago has really helped you guys draft-wise. Let's see how it motivates you to do well in the quiz. And I want to dissuade any rumours that there's any bias as me as a host, you know, because you know, my own brother is in the quiz, my draft live co-host, and my co-host from meets West. I want to say I call it right down the middle, and I treat everybody with the same level of disdain. You know, <laughs> there's no room for bias when you're hosting Quiz Showdown. But uh, with all that being said, I want to thank my co-host for another for another week, uh, Jack Graham.
1: Hi, thanks, Scott. Hopefully, I'm back next week, sitting even prettier at the top of the table, and already am. You know, I'm a nine right now, but let let's make it a ten out of ten. <laughs>
2: Uh, Andy hood Hockney. Yeah,
0: thank you. You know, they say three's a lucky number, but hopefully, with a title, win, I get put on the uh, the top of the hill.
2: Well, let me see. Like, with no time, maybe taking it easy on the final week of the draft. Everything can change. You know, anything can happen in the Saturday Draft Life Federation. But until then, we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.